Hi, this is Pastor Wade Floyd coming to you from First United Methodist Church of Lake Jackson. This is our weekly message. We're so glad that you have joined us. We hope this message will bless you. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went out through Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for your word. We ask that you would open our hearts, open our minds. Let us hear from you today, Lord. Let my words be of you. Amen. So just like with the students there, I want you to take a moment and think about your favorite teacher and think about why they were your favorite teacher. As we heard from the the children earlier, it was a lot about how they made this subject fun. They made it approachable. They, They were approachable themselves. They maybe had a class pet. We heard that from a few of them, uh, which is fun. But I think it's probably the same for all of us. Uh, We have those teachers or professors or someone who taught us in our lives, a Sunday school teacher, our grandparents, a parent, Uh, not only those who taught us in school, but someone who taught us in our lives and at church as well. And I think that what we come to learn about Jesus is that he is one who was like those teachers. He was approachable. He made talking about God approachable. He made talking about the scriptures approachable. And that's why people flocked to him and they wanted to hear what he had to say. Our passage today picks up right where we left off last week. Uh, The disciples and Jesus are in Capernaum and Jesus is going about preaching and healing. After being in the synagogue, he goes to Peter's home. And when he gets to Peter's home, uh, he heals Peter's mother-in-law. One note we should make about this is that at least one member of those 12 closest followers of the disciples was married. And they had a home life and they had people that they had to take care of, just like we do. 
Peter's mother-in-law's, it says that she has a fever. And compared to other times, he heals people who uh, have been uh, blind their whole lives, who have not been able to walk their whole lives. And, and it seems like maybe a fever, which we get still today, and probably, you know, depending on your health, you get them quite often. It seems minor compared to those other diseases. But to Jesus, no sickness is too small or too big for him to heal. He heals each of these people who come to him. And he cares for them, each and every one of them. He cares for them the same way. And that is with love and with respect. After these two healings, the one that he had in the synagogue last week that we spoke about, and the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, the word gets out. And people come from all around. They come to be healed by Jesus. Uh, It says that they waited until sunset. And why they had to wait until sunset is because it was the Sabbath. And and the way that that they would uh, celebrate a day is it was sundown from one day to sundown the next day. And so they could travel more. You couldn't travel as far on the the Sabbath. And so at sundown, people were lining up as soon as they could. They came that same Sabbath day to come and be healed. But we have to wonder why, or rather how, the word got out so quickly. I mean, this is just within a few hours they would have had their time uh, preaching and teaching that morning in, in, in that time frame, just like we do now. Uh, they would have had that time on Saturday morning, and then they go home, and that was just a few hours before. And now people are coming from all over the place to come and be healed. Well, how the word got out so quickly is really part of where Capernaum was and why Jesus chose it as his home base. We talked a bit last week about Capernaum and the name of the what Capernaum means. In Hebrew, the word Capernaum means village of comfort. And that idea, the, a place of comfort, resonates a lot with Christ's ministry and what he was about, about comforting people and about bringing them hope and healing. Capernaum's placement as well uh, also resonates with his ministry as it was a perfect place for his message to get out. For miles around, not just in the surrounding countryside, but for hundreds of miles around. Capernaum is located on the northern side of the Sea of Galilee, close to where the River Jordan comes into it. And it's within walking miles of an international trade route. And this trade route was connected from uh, the Holy Land area all the way up into Syria, and then we go up into... Um, what we call Turkey today, and all the way over into Greece and Rome. And so this international trade route, uh, it's a lot like the internet of its day. It's a place where communication moves, a place where trade moves, and really people not only traveled on it, but it's how the news got out about the day. It's really uh, very similar to the way internet is today. Traders, merchants, soldiers, and travelers of all sort would go on these routes and they would bring news with them about what's going on in the wider world along with whatever they 
or selling or whatever they had with them. They would bring that with them. These same groups would take news with them as they left, um, and they would go on the trade routes. So being near one of these trade routes really would have been the best place to be for a message like Jesus' to get out. Those needing healing in our passage show how that was the case. As, as I said, with just within a few hours, two or three, maybe at most four hours later, people are lining up outside of Peter's home to be healed. And Jesus shows his care by taking the time to heal them, even though it's late in the day. It's after sundown, after all. So it's, it's later, 7, 8, 9 o'clock. And, and he spends time with each and every one of them, healing them and, and loving on them and showing them care. The next morning, we're told that Jesus goes out, and we see this in Jesus a lot. He goes out, and he spends time in prayer. He spends time uh, recharging himself, uh, digging deep within his faith. It says he went out and he prayed. And while he's out there, the disciples, they come and they find him where he's at because they said, everyone is waiting for him. Everyone is looking for you is what they say. The message had got out that the Messiah was on hand, one who had authority, one who had power, and people wanted to hear that message, that message of hope and healing that he has. We're then told that Jesus takes his message on the road. He says, you know, that, that now is time. We're going to, what we have done here in Capernaum, we're going to take the message out into the villages of the Galilee. And so they go on the road to bring this message, that message of hope and healing that he started preaching in Capernaum. He takes on the road. And the message that he preached spread like wildfire. It was a message that people needed to hear then. And it's still a message that people need to hear now. Our challenge today is to take seriously Christ's message and and to take it out into our world that still needs the healing and the hope that only Jesus can provide. We live in a world where people are lonely, where they're depressed, and where they're looking for meaning. They need Jesus. They need the hope of Jesus. A hope that says that it won't always be this way. A hope anchored, a hope that is like an anchor against the storms of life. And a world that has physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual sickness, it needs healing that only Jesus can give. Healing that is more than skin deep. Healing that throws off the chains of sin and death and brings the freedom and life that only Christ has to offer. So like we heard in the songs, like what we hear Jesus doing, let us proclaim Jesus in our lives. In what we say, telling people of the hope and healing of Jesus. One way you can tell them about Jesus is uh, through your words is to lift them up. So much in our world, so much in our society 
tears people down, the words that people say and how they are treated and the disrespect and the, these kinds of things. They need encouragement. They need that word, words from people that lift them up in how you act, showing people the hope and healing of Christ. One way you can show others of Jesus, uh, we, have, we have the school supply drive. I, I missed talking about it this morning, but we're finishing that up. Uh, we still have that going on. We can show others how Jesus loves them by, by giving those school supplies and helping out those students. As I said earlier, I was in Scouts. I didn't get all the way up to the Eagle Scout. But one thing that I remember about my time in Scouts was the, the idea of doing a good deed each day. Do y'all still do that, the good deed each day? They're all shaking their heads. I love that idea. When I was a scout, I, I picked this up, and I, I've tried to do it in the years since, doing something that, that helps somebody else out. Um, and oftentimes, you know, they, they say try to do it where they can't really help you out in return. You know, say, hey, I just want to help you out. I don't need anything in return. This week, I want one of your good deeds to be to tell someone about Jesus and to show someone about Jesus. To, in your words and in your actions, to proclaim the hope and the healing of Christ to someone this week. It doesn't have, you don't have to sit there, you don't have to bang them over the head with a Bible or something like that. That's not what this is. This is loving on the people. This is caring for them. This is showing them Jesus in how you live and in how, what you say. And like how the word got out in Capernaum and spread not only in the surrounding area, but on that trade route. It spread up into the surrounding areas and it went all over the place. The word still needs to get out. And the word still gets out today by telling others through our words and our actions about Jesus. So may we do so this week, and may we be the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen? Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for how Christ was one who proclaimed a message of hope and healing, and how that impacted the world around him, a, a message that had power, a message that changed lives, Lord a message that changes our lives, Lord. That message is still true and still rings true today, Lord. Help us to be ones who proclaim your love, your hope, your healing, your peace in our world, Lord. By what we say, by how we act, by how we treat people, in all that we do, help us to be about you. Lord, we love you. Thank you for joining us for our weekly sermon message. We hope this, this has blessed you in some way. Please see our notes below for if you have a prayer request or if you would like to learn more about our church.